and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet third time's the charm matt the third time trying to start the show uh i i i'm intrigued to see what else what other little things that i haven't noticed yet that it's mm. it, it it's mucked up <laughs> Oh, oh I, I'm sure we'll know all about it soon. Obviously, if you're joining us uh, for the video version of the show, which happens every Sunday night, 10 p.m. over on YouTube and Twitch, Matt did a truly wonderful job reimagining our graphics and everything here uh, as we enter December, as we enter the Christmas season. And while he did a beautiful job, uh, what is it? All his hard work was not rewarded by the RNG gods. Oh, I, I don't know what what the happened there. Like it was fine just as we started the stream. And then I noticed like our, our uh, audios weren't like the, the little bars weren't moving or anything mm -hmm. and it wouldn't let me add that in. So I had to restart OBS and it just, yeah fucked everything up we was meant to have like all these little like animated borders around oh, yeah. all our pages and all that sort of stuff the the joys and wonders everyone of running an internet show you would think almost 300 episodes later we'd be on top of this but the moral of the story is never try and do anything nice and fun <laughs> yeah no no maybe i'll add them in and post there you go trying is the first step towards failure you see <laughs> <laughs> But yes, we're back again, everyone, with you tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, it's a huge pleasure. Uh, how's your week been, Matt? It's been pretty good. Been pretty good. Obviously, we got Christmas coming up, so I've been sorting yeah. out stuff for that. Same. Uh, I gotta get, go shopping this week. Yeah, get, getting getting ready for all that sort of stuff. Um, I got to play uh, the new Spider-Man DLC for the Avengers game. Nice. Yes, I saw that there. I know people are ooh, the, the the opinions are running hot on it. What did you think? Well, of well, it? they they were before the game actually came out, but ever since it's come out, everyone's kind of cooled on it because they've actually seen it's it's pretty damn good. Well, that's good, but only for the PlayStation. Yeah, only for PlayStation. It's almost like Sony has their hooks in Spider-Man or something. Yeah. So almost um, like it was corporately mandated. Almost like it was corporately mandated. Uh, I actually went and got my flu shot today, so mm -hmm. if my left arm just goes, you know, drags down for any reason, you'll know why. <laughs> Again, feels feels good to know that I probably won't uh, get the flu because I think I, I know like they were saying like no you really got to get it this year because with all the mask wearing and hand washing, uh, not many people got the flu last year, which means this year would hit like a ton of bricks. So you got to get on top of that. Yeah, yeah. I swear the uh, the doctor who gave it to me there, she took like a running start and put it in my arm. I'm like, ow, why did you do that? <laughs> What did you think my arm was? <laughs> like, literally, it's, she got me so hard. Like, I felt a little weak in my left leg. And I'm like, uh-oh, is that a blood clot? What the hell is that? That's never <laughs> happened before. <laughs> is that supposed to happen? But by that point, she was already gone. I'm like, oh, good. I'll just I'll just walk around the grocery store and deal with this. Because I got it at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's, that, that's so, it's so strange. Like, oh, yeah, I just got inoculated for this, like, uh, virus that like shut down the world yeah just just at the grocery store yeah just at the grocery store yeah. you know yeah yeah again hey oh, oh no i have to go to the drug store for those this is just <laughs> the flu shot so i got to go to the grocery store for the flu shot no one gives a shit about the flu shot <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got a lot of TV watch this week, as we said before we started. There's just so much television right now and so much streaming, and everyone's trying to get it out there mm -hmm. before the new year and everything. I finally took your advice, Matt, and I uh, watched uh, all of The Righteous Gemstones. I saw that. About time. It's been out for about a year and a half, I think. 
Well, it's because the trailer for season two looks so good, and that starts <laughs> next month. And I'm like, oh, I got guess I got to get on this. I, I've enjoyed other Danny McBride shows. Like, I liked Eastbound and Down. I liked Vice Principals. I love The Righteous Gemstones. I think this might be his masterpiece. It's It's really good, isn't it? Also, David Gordon Green. Wow, you made that shitty Halloween movie, but you're really good in other stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's up with that? Also, man, the line between horror and comedy. Yeah, it, it's pretty good how it, how it sells you on it being like a comedy and everything. It's kind of like Vice Principles. How it se sells you on it being like this kind of wacky comedy with Danny McBride and Walton Goggins mm -hmm. and John Goodman and all these people. And it's like this almost Game of Thrones-esque level like Barry. family like uh, drama. Yeah, it's like an HBO psychodrama. I love in classic HBO fashion. They look at like televangelists and mega churches mm -hmm. as if they were criminal syndicates where, yeah, they move into town. They steal everyone else's, you know, turf because they got to make that, you know, uh, what is their donation money? And I'm like, wow, I've never thought of it that way before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like carnies in that way. Very much so. And yeah, there's just so much to like about the show. They they do music. Uh, what is it? Uh, Jennifer Nettles uh, plays the mom in some flashbacks and her and uh, Walton Goggins like sing and the song is like <laughs> way better than it has any right to be. The, the songs in it are really good. Yeah, the musical choice, so good. Cannot wait for season two. Uh, Frickin' Eric Andre is going to be in season two. I know, I saw that. I, I couldn't believe it. Who's another wonderful madman comedian who I can't wait to see what he does in the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, KT helping us out in the super chat there. Thank you so much, KT. This week, Netflix, uh, Netflix conquered anime with the newest season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes, Stone Ocean. I see a lot of people... Mm -hmm very very excited for that i i have not finished jojo i think i'm like halfway through the second series mm -hmm. is when i stopped there but i know people love jolene joe star and everyone was super hyped for stone ocean so good yeah, good on you all it's, you it's anime good to, it's good to see that they were accepting of of uh, a female joe star because yeah. like oh, when yeah. i saw that i'm like oh god here we go uh, get the get ready for the man babies but i haven't seen any yeah. of that sort of stuff that's good then again, too, isn't it, like, also, like, taking place in, like, a women's prison, too? Mm -hmm. So isn't there, like, a lurid factor there that maybe offsets <laughs> it? True, true. I don't, I don't know, man, but either way, super happy for everyone uh, in that regard. Uh, but, yeah, is, is that it? Is that the kind of week we've had? Should we hop into the news finally? Because I'm sure people are, you know, chomping at the bit to hear us talk about the big news this week. I think they are, yeah. Uh, before we do, though, a uh, couple old business topics. First off, thank you, everyone who watched the inaugural episode of Retro Hero Video. That's the brand new podcast Matt and I launched where we're going to be talking about uh, favorite episodes from old superhero animated series. We're going to try and sub that in either at the end of the month for some variety or weeks when there's just no news to talk about. And, you know, we don't want to shortchange you an episode. Uh, the first episode did about as good as a regular episode of the podcast. So thank you, everyone. And thank you, everyone who commented. Yeah, re really enjoyed doing that one. The Invisible Man in the Batman animated yeah. series. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, see no evil. Maybe not anyone's favorite episode of Batman the Animated Series, but we certainly had a lot to talk about in it, so yeah. that's fun. Uh, but we had a segment, too, where we talked about, like, oh, what was happening in the, in the world around this time? And someone had a great idea, and that is, hey, you know, you talked about news and music and everything. You should talk about what's happening in the comics at that time. And I'm like, yes, yeah. oh, my God, that's brilliant. Yes, we that's should. That's a good idea, see. yeah. We should see what the top uh, titles were yeah. that week. So the next time we do the episode, we're going to do that. Oh, that that's a good idea, yeah. 
that is again it's like even more of a time capsule like hey what was going on in the world yeah uh even more so too that episode and this episode you're watching right now was actually brought by uh brought to you in part by our sponsors all throughout the month of december esker wallets they make stealth wallets they are wallets for your complicated life there you can fit all your cards all your cash everything else you need right in there and not you know feel like you're carrying around a small butchered cow which i feel is like what most <laughs> wallets are especially if you're like me and you just jam everything in there you know yep. cards that you're never going to use again receipts but here look at this it's freaking spring loady just hit that little button boom all comes up like that it's, that's as, as easy as it gets I I have I have I have one, but it's not like uh, it's not an, it's not an Esker one, but it's and it's not the spring loaded one, but it's it's really good. I really Again, like this card. They're wonderful, and especially for this time of the year when you're looking for gifts for the picky person in your life, when you're looking, you know, for gifts for dad, for your older brother, uh, what is it for your freaking uncle you never see? Well, you can get them an Esker wallet, and if you use our link down in the description there, you will get a great. Uh, percent i think you'll get like 40 percent off i know they were doing their black friday sales which got extended so that's pretty cool you can get that and you'll be helping the show out at the same time so really it's a win-win it is yeah that's that's great 40 percent off that's insane it's a pretty great deal and again with the black friday sales and all the christmas sales that are going on you can probably get even more yeah yeah Kem dog in the chat. My life isn't that complicated. <laughs> well, good for you, Kemdog. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> I, well, I'm really just aspiring to be you, Ken dog. Really, <laughs> when we break it down to have life be less complicated. Uh, I guess with that, we can move on to our big news topic of the week here, and the story that has everyone losing their mind. Matt, there's going to be a multiversal Spider-Man movie. No, not that one. The other one. <laughs> Boy, I hate that I have to make that, uh, what is it, that concession now. Yeah, the multiversal Spider-Man movie. Now, the other multiversal <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> Yes, we got our first trailer for Across the Spider-Verse. And boy, every time I hear the word Across the Spider-Verse, I takes every bone in my body, every fiber of my being not to make a hundred Beatles jokes. <laughs> across the universe, yes. <laughs> Seriously, if Across the Universe is not in the movie soundtrack at some point, that's going to be a real missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yes, we got our first trailer. I say trailer. It's really more of a teaser, and even then it's really more like, hey, here's a scene we had done. Yeah, here, here's the opening of the film. Yeah, because animation takes forever, and uh, it's also, again, almost a direct continuation of the way the first movie ended. Miles looking up at the ceiling, putting on his headphones, and then the portal opens up, and it's Gwen. Yeah, the, the only difference is, as people have pointed out, Miles looks a lot older here. He does, and also, clearly some stuff has happened in the interim time, because he mentions being grounded. I'm like, well, what could he possibly have done that got himself grounded? Yeah, so we're getting a bit of a time jump there. Yeah, they also kind of seem to imply by their conversation that this is the first time they've talked since the end of the previous movie, but that can't possibly be true, can it? Or can it? I mean, the end of that movie seemed to imply that Gwen came back to visit yeah. Miles, so yeah, I don't think so. I know, right? Uh, again, it seemed, it seemed a little weird. Someone pointed that out to me. Another thing that seemed a little weird about this is that we got the full title of the movie, not only is it just going to be called uh, Across the Spider-Verse, it's Across the Spider-Verse, 
part one, mm -hmm. which again, don't get me wrong, super psyched about the movie, loved everything I saw about it. That part one in the title made me go, mm, I'm having a bit of a reaction to this. <laughs> that's that's absolutely 100% Sony, uh, seeing that that first movie made, the first movie made over a billion dollars, didn't it? And won an Academy Award. Yeah, all, all that sort of stuff and being, we're going to capitalize on that and split the second film in this uh, movie series into two. We need to let people know that this is a series now because that worked for the Avengers, right? They split their last movie into two and made a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's not even counting in. They've probably got some uh, spin-offs happening with Spider-Gwen. and yeah. uh, I know they did like a short with uh, Spider-Ham and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that's that I find worrying. Now, again, the you know Lord and Miller, the whole team behind this, have spun nothing but gold, and I trust their abilities. I do not trust Sony though to no. fuck up a good thing and to kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. Yeah. Especially when we stop and consider, wait a minute, Venom had a pretty multiversally ending type thing, didn't it? And the next Spider-Man movie that comes out in just a couple of weeks is going to be really multiversal. Oh God, please don't tell me you're going to spend either the first part of this movie or a second part sequel just kind of jacking yourself off in the multiversal concept oh absolutely it's gonna be that oh oh don't say that matt don't don't hurt me <laughs> like that that'll be like a mandate or something i really i really feel like that is my dark fear in the back of my head that this movie is just miles going like hey potential franchise i have come to visit you hello other potential spin-off franchise i am visiting you he'll, now he'll he'll uh get access to the multiverse and just fall through all these different earths and like spend like like a minute or two at each one being like wow look at this one maybe we can stay here maybe we can stay over here maybe we can stay over here i i really hope sort of that a sticking like throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks yeah i i really really hope it doesn't go in that direction uh cowboy again helping us out there Joel, do you think Marvel struggles with developing Miles as a character and his villain seems like his comic is very melodramatic? I mean, OG Spider-Man from the 60s was super melodramatic. It was a teen drama. Mm -hmm. I feel they're just trying to, you know, really kind of plug into that because Peter can't do that anymore. So they want Miles to be the successor to those type of stories. Also, I feel like he's a character being pulled in a million different directions by a billion different mandates. Where yep. it's like, honor the ultimate universe. Don't honor the ultimate universe. You know, uh, oh, hey, you know, Bendis wrote this. Yeah, but we're mad at Bendis right now, so don't bring it up. Give him more Peter villains. No, create new villains for him. Have him cross over with other people. Have him being a champion. Have him be an Avenger. No, don't do that. <laughs> I feel like they know they have something great with Miles, but they don't know where to put him. Yeah, they, they don't know what to really do with him. And I guess it even it even complicates the matters more since we've got Ben Riley as well now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't wait for that story to be told. Yeah, that's coming up in the issues. Yeah, but uh, back to the trailer again. You know, we see Miles chat up with Gwen there for a little bit. They have a conversation, and before you know it, boom, he is pulled into the multiverse himself which honestly when we were all thinking about what the sequel to this movie could be i feel dumb for not thinking like oh yeah well that's the obvious trajectory for a sequel in the first one all those characters came to his world now he's going to other worlds yeah and they mention something about a big bad and uh, yeah like the the only one i can really think of in regards to spider verses and all that is morlin 
yeah, do Moreland, do the Inheritors. That would be the obvious step because, again, it's something from the books. Then again, using Kingpin as the villain in the first movie was something really out of left field, so maybe yeah. they'll do something equally left field here. Yeah, the spot. Yeah, the spot. Oh, my God. I mean, you could spin the, gr- the spot. The greatest some... multiversal villain ever. <laughs> you, you could spin the spot into something pretty terrifying, honestly. It wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like, his powers are pretty terrifying. But, yeah, it'd be, it'd be very, very, very strange. Again, you know, this franchise is so, you know, art forward and animator forward and everything. I think you could do some really damn interesting art stuff with the oh, spot. Oh, it'd be so trippy. Yeah, I don't think it'll be the spot, but I'm also not putting it past them either. <laughs> uh, of course, too, you know, the image you have chosen to highlight here, Miles getting his art style changed completely when he goes to another universe, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting concept that I'm sure they will play with a lot. I, I have a feeling it's gonna he's going to change a thing, but I couldn't help but feeling that like this part in the trailer where he's kind of falling through the multiverse with the Spider-Man 2099, I couldn't help but feel like they they were like storyboards or like animatics they weren't finished mm, right like they, they had an unfinished quality to them right it's gonna look different yeah and because of the writing in the background there a lot of people have taken this to be oh we must be in india we're gonna meet the indian spider-man here who actually had a couple you know uh stories here and there and was a featured player in the original spider-verse storylines and spin-offs and yeah he's a fun character yeah i i could see them doing that i i'm intrigued to see who like what new spider-men they're going to show i imagine that we're going to get some of the other ones back obviously gwen's back i imagine we're going to get yeah, like spider-ham back Oh, yeah. Again, uh, uh, assuming they recorded this before or after Mulaney went to rehab, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe they could get him, maybe they can't. Ah, they'll get Kroll, his buddy, in there, and he'll uh, record (laughs) on his back. (laughs) I want Spider-Punk. Come on, Spider-Punk. Come on, (laughs) Spider-Punk. Hobie Brown the Spider-Punk. Come on. (laughs) He's so cool. Uh, Captain Kuhn helping us out in the chat. On one hand, I'm excited. On the other hand, I'm Spider-Verse slash Spider-Men out. I'm not as excited. If uh, No Way Home didn't have multiple Spider-People in it a year before a part of its release. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of fucked up, isn't it? it that this again, it feels like Sony. Idea. It feels like yeah, Sony. That, that this truly amazing idea that we all fell in love with in the original Spider-Verse flash forward isn't nearly as special now it feels like again sony like saw like what they were developing with no way home because they didn't really have much hand in like the writing and production side of it they kind of had they're doing like all the marketing and stuff Mm. so i could feel they'd be like well we want our own like spider-verse stuff that we control so they've that's why they've done this speaking of what's the over under either in no way home or in this that uh the animated miles is going to cross paths with tom holland and probably tom hardy too probably not i mean what what in the across the multiverse film yeah i was gonna say when do you think that's gonna happen Mm. do you think he'll inevitably go to tom holland world or even go to venom world because it's sony i i don't know because then you'd have to do them animated or are they going to do like the whole thing where like it's live action but miles is animated or miles Mm. becomes real oh shit that's an interesting twist yeah i am that would be fucking trippy i would not put them past uh put it past them to do something like it's like they do it like that 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 one yeah that one simpson where homer go gets trapped in the uh, in the real world and he's like walking down the street it's like that 
Miles, mm, erotic cake. <laughs> I I love Matt. Our minds are so melded, yeah. and our reference pool is so similar. Ooh, let's do the let's do the Simpsons episode <laughs> with Miles. It will be great. Now again, uh, what is it? A uh, Miller of Lord and Miller, the guys who are spearheading this, and apparently also spearheading the entire Marvel Spider-Man line of things have said you know that the story was so big that you know it couldn't be contained with one movie we had to do two and i'm like okay i'm really hoping you know that i can believe you on that well, one see and that that, that sounded Sony like Melly. that sounded like pr talk oh so big we had to do two films yeah, i mean uh, you didn't you could have just condensed the story but it's, it's also just you know oh, you know it, it, it sticks in my craw to call it part one i'm like yeah but it's part two of spider-verse though it's already a sequel that you're calling part one it's not part one that's just going to confuse anyone 20 years from now who tries to go back and yeah. watch these it would have been i would have been fine with it if they did like across the multiverse and then the one after that is part one of like a finale yeah it's it's so weird because it flies in the face of every naming convention we know yeah. now for superhero movies you don't put numbers in them anymore no the only people who put numbers in their titles are Fast and the Furious, and even they kind of fucked that up. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it should have been, you know, Spider-Verse across the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. Is what it should have been. Everyone loves subtitles now. But yeah, I mean, it's a very cool trailer. The first one was great. It was damn near transcendent. In fact, it's one of those movies that I dare say gets better every time I watch it. But yeah. Mm, sony gonna sony though and i'm worried yeah they, again trust sony to ruin something good hey we have a good thing here how do we fuck it up how do we try and ring it for everything it's worth <laughs> uh, they they pascaled it they amy yeah. pascaled it my my hope my hope against hope is really that you know you know lord and miller the creative spirit the artistic endeavor wins out against all the corporate bullshit mm-hmm it's what I really, really hope. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to. I'm, I, I, f I feel like it would, but yeah, we can't help but have that cynical edge, especially when it comes to Sony. Yeah, again, if they'll fuck it up, they will. Yeah. They'll find a way. You know, life finds a way. Sony finds a way. <laughs> but until now, though, from the little bit we've seen, looks pretty cool. I guess we didn't even talk about Miguel O'Hara because, yeah, he was obviously the post-credit in the first movie, and here he is in this. Yeah, and he's going to be voiced by Oscar Isaac. Hey, he gets around that guy, doesn't he? Yeah, so it's a lot of fun that he's going to be being involved in this, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm assuming that he and or Alchemax are the ones that built the technology that allows the spider people to cross universes, I'm going to assume. Well, I think in this he had, like, something on his wrist like yeah. some some device that was glowing so yeah i imagine there would be some sort of text maybe it's left over from the uh uh kingpin uh whatever he was developing with uh yeah. that big hadron collider thing miguel is also from the future too so mm -hmm. that helps like not only my ultimate or alternate spider-man but i'm from a universe that is also in the far-ass future so yeah i figure that out. hey maybe alchemax will be the bad guys yeah maybe evil corporation trying to take over multiverses trying to be the biggest corporation in the multiverse yeah now which uh which villain is going to be revealed to be kind of a hot lady we had uh oh. we had uh doc ock in this true so so who's next who's next lizard shocker 
Yeah, really. I mean, Shocker is a lady in the comics right now. Mm -hmm. Or no, sorry, Electro is a lady in the comics. Yeah. You know, it's a groupie who became a superhero. There's a lady Scorpion. There's a lot of, you know, ladies who could also be attractive supervillains as well. It's it's a whole big open thing. Yeah. Maybe maybe a lady supervillain is actually revealed to be a handsome man. Like, a, what is it? The White Rabbit is actually just a dude now. <laughs> Just, just a big old himbo with a six-pack like, hey, Spider-Man, see my floppy ears. <laughs> he still wears the exact same costume as well. Same costume, same little booty shorts. Same it's just the guy who's top. like built like fucking Broly, but exactly in that costume. There. Love it. Love everything about it. See these abs, Spider-Man? <laughs> I'm going to hit you with this big carrot. You're not holding a carrot. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> A dumb tish and that's why they don't let us write for these <laughs> that's why they don't let us write for it but yeah trailer is fun i will be excited to see more though i am cautiously optimistic as again that title fills me with sony fear yeah with the they just um i want to say they just did it but i think they just released a poster for i don't know whether it's it's a real poster but right, it does allude to some more spider-man like the uh the japanese one. Oh, there we go yeah let's see if i can put it up on uh on on screen here hey can we get a tokusetsai spider-man with leopard on his giant fighting robot that's on the fucking poster is it seriously fuck off that's cool here hold on uh yep. look you know what charm can take you a long way and if they just do shit like that maybe charm will win <laughs> out Look, I'm so, even if they Sony it up, I can't hate a movie with a giant Spider-Man robot. Yeah, they got Leopard and the uh, the Japanese Spider-Man. Nice, 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 nice. I'm I'm all about all of this. Yeah, and they and they, I think they there's a thing there that tells you who's right. Uh, it's just oh, yeah. just people who are actually already in the film, but like the names of the people who who voice I mean, Mars and stuff. I mean, this is called Into the Spider-Verse 2, so I'm going to guess this is a fan mock-up. Yeah, yeah. Because the title is wrong. That but I, but I think they did they, they did confirm that ja the Japanese Spider-Man and Leopardon are actually in this film. Oh, okay. Well, I think they, I'm dope. pretty sure they did. Let's also get Spider's Man in there, too, yes, who's just yes, a bunch of spiders in a yes, costume. Yes, yes. That's what we need. Hey, maybe we'll get another Doc Ock who is also a Spider-Man. We'll get that in there as well. We'll get Superior yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, the Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, there's a lot of places to go with it. There's a lot of options. Yeah. Uh, all right, then. So that's that piece of news for you, everyone there. I think we're all excited, if just a little cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Uh, I guess our next big story after that is, oh, kind of a sad one here. Uh, Luke Cage, City on Fire has been cancelled says Hochi Anderson I uh, I only heard about this story because a fan had actually asked me hey Joel when are you going to be reviewing that new Luke Cage book for like his 50th anniversary and I'm like oh did City on Fire come out yet only to look into it and have the writer say nah they, they shelved it indefinitely even though the first issue was done yeah, and I, drawn and everything I remember when we reported this was happening and I was kind of excited to see what was going to happen Same. with Luke Cage and stuff and yeah I guess they're not interested uh i have a theory i have a crazy conspiracy theory about why this one got shelved yeah so the story on this one is luke cage 
fighting an evil, you know, paramilitary police force led by the Kingpin who is cracking down on superheroes. Now, what does that sound like, Matt? It sounds like Devil's Reign. It sounds exactly like Devil's Reign. Like, literally, it sounds like the same story. These books were going to end up coming up back to back. So I get the distinct uh, distinct feeling that Marvel Editorial looked at this and said, well, we can't lose Devil's Reign in these dozens of tie-ins. I guess we'll just lose this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's a shame they couldn't somehow rejig it to be a tie-in. Same. I know, right? Uh, well, again, I feel like Hoji Anderson actually had a lot to say because, you know, this is, you know, a big, you know, George Floyd response and everything as we can only do with Luke Cage for his 50th anniversary. Yep. Now, he did say that even though they've canceled the book and shelved it, it's not to say that it will never come out, just that we probably won't see it because it's mostly finished. Issue one is done and drawn and put together. They just need to hit print, essentially, mm -hmm. and the scripts are done for the other two. Yep. So here's hoping at some point in the future they remember they have this. Then again, Marvel is getting kind of famous with this now for stealth-canceling books before they even come out. Yeah, yeah, this isn't the first time it's happened. No, there's a whole lot of books that, you know, from the pandemic onward where they're just like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And again, some of them make sense, like that Punisher Barracuda book that they silently canceled because it's like yeah yeah maybe we don't want to do punisher for the next little bit if we don't have to <laughs> yeah yeah we'll keep this one just in case later on yeah real real shame uh because i was excited for this and i was excited for devil's reign and like you said matt i wish these two things could have found a way to coexist yeah yeah also too it's kind of a fucked up on your editorial front there that you had these two stories that are so similar that were going to come out around the same time yeah, it, well, it, it kind of begs the questions like were like the editorial teams actually talking with one another? Because obviously I don't think the Daredevil stuff editorial was the same as the ones on this. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, again, communication is key. Uh, Secret Boss saw saying there that uh, he thought the book got canceled because uh, the book featured a kid getting killed and another kid got killed in real life just recently or something. Lots of kids get killed all the time in real life, Secret Boss. If they canceled every book because of something like that, nothing would ever come out. Yeah, I, I, and again, it's probably like a myriad of factors like it tied in with this. There was probably some real life stuff, pandemic, sure. all that so, sort of stuff. Yeah, so shame hope this one eventually sees the light of day because i really wanted to talk about this one it's been too long since i've gotten to read a luke cage book i know i know i, I was just thinking that when i when i was reading that um uh that spider-man time with misty and colleen i'm like well mm. this is like heroes for hire this is like but it really we, is and we don't have heroes for hire at the moment yes that also tells me that jed mckay should really write a heroes for hire book at some point and a daughters of the dragon book yeah yeah can it be both? Can it be Heroes for Hire slash Daughters of the Dragon together again <laughs> for the first time? I mean, then you basically have like a whole sub-Avengers team at that point. Basically, cool. yeah. Yeah. Now, moving on from there, uh, from the world of comics to the world of audio dramas, Matt. And I feel like we talk about audio dramas more and more on this show, don't we? I, again, I think it's because we're in like a... a pandemic era that mm. the, these are the easiest things for people to produce yeah give me give me content i need content to fill my ear holes and my eye holes 
to make me forget things. And I feel like you and I always end up having the same conversation. We always say, oh, that's fun. That's interesting. Maybe that'll work. Maybe that'll start a new thing. And I don't know about you, Matt, but I don't actually go and listen to them afterwards. I plan to, and then I never do. Yeah, no, oftentimes I often think about them when we're talking about them, and then like I just completely forget about them. Just because they don't... I've never really seen them advertised. No, it's true. The first episode, episode one, will get a big push. Maybe you'll see other YouTubers talk about it, and then no one fucking talks about episode two if when it ever comes out. Yeah, the, case in point, there was that um, uh, Wolverine one with Richard Armitage voicing Wolverine. Yes, that like came and went, and it was like getting it got like a second volume. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, the first volume came out. Yeah, Ben Percy wrote it. Yeah. And then they actually turned it into a comic afterwards. And I'm like, really? So you turned your audio drama into a comic? That seems backwards, but all right. Yeah, yeah. And then there was that other one with, uh, what is it, uh, Winston Duke or whatever? Yeah, doing, the, uh, uh, the Batman one. Yeah, doing the voice of Batman. And again, I feel like everyone was really into that. And then everyone lost interest. Well, guess what, everyone? We got another big audio drama coming your way. Uh, it's a continuation of Batman the Animated Series, and two actors have already signed on for it. Kevin Conroy, who you fucking need if you're going to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And also John Glover, the original voice of the Riddler, who is back again. So it's going to be a Batman-Riddler showdown in audio form. That's pretty cool. I wonder if how that's going to fit into canon with that comic that's actually a continuation uh. of the animated series as well. Uh, I'm going to guess it's not, even though I think, uh, what is it, uh, Deanie's writing that? I think Jam DeMathis is writing this one. I could be wrong. One of the guys from the show is writing this. Yeah. So, again, it's got a very good pedigree behind it. And, look, I'm a, I'm a sucker for anything Batman the Animated Series. I'll eat that shit up with a spoon. So maybe this will be the first one that I actually listen to. Maybe we could listen to it and do an uh, episode of our new show on it. We, we really should, yeah, a whole episode on an audio drama. Uh, someone in the chat actually brought up Big Finish, which, of course, does all those Doctor Who audio dramas yep. and audio plays and everything. Those are really popular, from mm -hmm. what I understand, and the Who fans really love those, yeah. and yet no one else has seemed to be able to really, like, cash in on it or really make themselves a big name in it, which is kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I kind of feel Doctor Who lends itself to that a it bit does. more. Yeah, because everyone has a favorite who yep. and you want to see more adventures with your favorite doctor and some characters only get like you know their comeuppance in an audio play and it, it's also like comes down to a cost thing because like obviously you're not going to get christopher eccleson back <laughs> as his doctor but you'll get him back as his doctor in an audio drama true enough which again hey maybe that's the same thing here we can't put kevin conroy in everything and have them animated, but maybe you can listen to him. And yeah. honestly, I think the man's good enough that I'd be willing to listen to him. Yep. Also, Riddler doesn't have that many episodes in Batman the Animated Series, so I think he actually lends himself to be a good villain for an audio mm -hmm. drama in like a very Sherlock Holmesy, you gotta solve the puzzle along with Batman kind of way. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's obviously a more uh, cerebral villain, so it's easier mm. to do in an audio form. You can't really do like a uh, like a Bane story or something Absolutely. like that and I, I imagine you'll see like scarecrow as well show up all those like characters are a bit more cerebral i do love the idea of bane in an audio drama <laughs> bane comes in he saunters through the room sounding like ricardo montabon says bane as he throws a table across the room <laughs> and they just got like a weird sound effect of like someone throwing a table 
Sprawling? Really? Throwing a table with sprawling? <laughs> that seems wrong. <laughs> awooga! Awooga! Okay, now they're just fucking uh, around. Why does Bane sound like that? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he became a morning zoo guy? Seriously? Fuck off. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fun to hear John Glover again, because I don't think we've heard him since Batman the Animated Series. He never came back in any of the other stuff they did. Don't think so. I want to say he voiced something in the animated shows. I'm sure shows. he did. Because, you know, uh, what is it? Andrea Romano loved bringing back all those people. So yeah. I'm, maybe we heard him as another voice, but we never heard him as the Riddler again. No. Well, I mean, he was, you know, Lionel Luther on Smallville all those years after that. Ah, true. That's right. Yeah. That's true. So he definitely got around. Uh, Bitter Spite helping us out in the chat. Are you going to review Hitmonkey on Hulu or Super Crooks on Netflix? Uh, seeing as Hitmonkey is the last of the Hulu shows and will be going nowhere, probably not, truth be told. I wasn't going to watch it, but then I actually watched the first four episodes and ended up enjoying it. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis is a lot of fun, and I like that it's set in Japan and there's like actually some cool stuff going on here. I don't think it warrants a review, but if you want a mini review from me, yeah, it's pretty fun actually yeah i i i'm keep meaning to watch it and again it's something that just falls on the wayside yeah it's not the prettiest show but i mean if you absolutely need more marvel in your life you, you could do worse than hit monkey yeah i also never finished the modok show either so <laughs> yeah it's just hard to get invested in them when you're like oh so this is going nowhere huh <laughs> i know i know it's it, it's like it reminds me of that um again hulu they they released that hellstrom series uh, yeah but before it even finished filming they're like yeah this is not going anywhere and i know that says a weird stuff about us and how we absorb media in this day and age where it's like oh well is this has this already been greenlit for a sequel is this worth my time investment i'm not going to get into something just because of the quality i there's so many things jockeying for my attention i can only watch <laughs> this if i know there will be more return on my time investment later if there'll be more more or if uh the story is self-contained and has a, a beginning yeah. middle and an end this seems like it will have that yeah so it's probably worth it for that and as far as super crooks go which is of course the weird kind of anime spin-off yeah, side that, cool it, it, it looks so strange it it looks cheap it is it looks fucking it, cheap it, I watched half an episode. I'm like, these look like those weird side episodes you'd have in Digimon sometimes. Yeah, because I re I've read the book. Over. It's based on the Mark Miller book it's based on, and I'm like, yeah, it looks extremely cheap and not really capturing the essence of the, the comic at no, all. No, it's, it's a weird cultural adaptation thing where it's like, I don't know if this story works in this ultra anime-ish style. I don't know. Yeah. It just, it just feels off and feels weird. I tried to watch it. But I'm just like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. I would have just liked more Jupiter's Ascending. Yeah, yeah, I know. God damn it. I can't believe they canceled that show. So fucking weird, yeah. And apparently they paid Millar like a bunch of money. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's his game now. He doesn't write comics for the sake of writing comics. He writes comics that the minute he puts pen to paper are sold to Netflix. All his comics yeah. recently, you'd be like, yeah, that's getting sold to Netflix. He just had one that released, I think, this week called Master of Spies. And before he, before like the book was even out, he was like, like upping the uh, the upcoming uh, <laughs> show that they've got based on. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like let the comic actually come out first. To the man's credit, though, he's ahead of the curb, at least when it comes to knowing that like, hey, 
uh, you know, entertainment companies, streaming services, see comic stories and comic art as, you know, friggin' content farm. So, you know, why not, you know, meet that off at the pass? Uh, is this the first Netflix produced thing of his? Like, well, besides, uh, besides Jupiter Ascending? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Yeah, because I remember he kept talking about some some magic something magic or something it was some big netflix push it was something that he was writing and i keep hearing about it and i've i feel like i've heard about it for about 50 years and nothing's uh, ever come of it as uh, secret sauce boss says like uh j michael straczynski no j michael straczynski wrote television for yeah. years yeah. and also happened to write comic books so <laughs> he was a man who walked between two worlds yeah he wrote he wrote babylon 5 i believe yeah yeah long before he wrote comics yes and started a proud tradition <coughs> with all of his work getting canceled prematurely <laughs> yeah that poor motherfucker can never catch a goddamn break no no all of his shit gets canceled my mom was a big fan of sense eight and she's like what do you mean they canceled it it was so good i love the show and i'm like oh oh you poor thing it's your first time with j michael straczynski isn't it getting disappointed because something I, you like that he wrote got canceled and, and, and again it's fucking netflix fucking netflix man magic order the chat says yeah that's the one i feel like i've been hearing about that for like years and years and he keeps saying it's coming to netflix it's coming to netflix and i've never like seen it or anything hasn't happened yet yeah uh, well i'm sure it'll be jockeying for our attention at some point in the future <laughs> will it though <laughs> I, I i turned around and apparently lock and key had more seasons and i'm mm -hmm. like wait when the fuck did that happen yeah that was like that's that that, that's such a weird show because it took so long for them to actually get it up and running forever and, and now it's just like pumping out the seasons it's like the opposite of um stranger uh, things no the opposite of why the last man that got cancelled oh, yeah, before yeah. the first season even right finished. away <laughs> I, I i kept meaning to watch i'm like well i'll wait for the season to be done so you know i can binge watch it because i'm sure i'll enjoy it yeah it's already fucking cancelled really but it was it, in development it wasn't so very long. good i watched the first two episodes and like yeah Nah. I, I hear it missed the point i hear the yeah. main character isn't nearly as much of a dick as he is Not in the new. book which justifies the whole reason for it being what they, it is they try and make york likable ah oh, see that's wrong though yeah but also very television where it's like we can't have an unlikable protagonist for too long people won't enjoy that no even if it guts the whole point of the story yep but yeah that is what it is uh, I guess from there we can move on over to what we read this week. Not a lot of news, but, you know, still stuff to happen there. Again, we're in the holiday season, so don't be shocked if uh, stuff starts drying up. And uh, we've already devoted a couple episodes in the future to our Christmas special and, of course, to uh, the Spider-Man special because we're going to have to yeah. have that for No Way Home. Yeah, and I think next week as well we'll have a lot of gaming news because the, uh, the Game Awards are this weekend, oh, this Thursday. right. So and I imagine right. there's going to be huge reveals and stuff right. like that there. We'll probably have some more. So what's what's your over under? You thinking Guardians DLC? You thinking uh, more stuff on uh, Midnight Suns? Probably more stuff on maybe more stuff on Midnight Suns. Though that just did get pushed back recently. Ah. Um, in terms of Guardians DLC, probably nothing announced yet, just because the game recently came out and was a hit, which I don't think anyone kind of uh, expected. No. So I, I I wouldn't want DLC. I'd want a sequel. There you go. I uh, I will play it once I get my next gen console, whenever the hell that is. Nice. Maybe maybe 
Maybe Santa will be kind. Oh. <laughs> well, they're, they're putting those laws in effect that stop scalpers from from uh, from taking them all and everything. Can you believe it got so bad that yeah. that's what they had to eventually do? It's insane. I, I'm so lucky I got my PlayStation 5 when I did. Hey, you, you got it before you got a vaccine. That's the thing. You can have one. You can have a new console. You can have a vaccine. What do you want? Well, I guess if I'm staying inside, I better be able to play Guardians. <laughs> Honestly, I've been enjoying the time off to catch up on like some games I never played before. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's interesting. Again, yeah. I still never played Horizon Zero Dawn. I need to pump that in at some point and see what that's about before the season. Yeah, I'm planning on going back through it because I got the uh, the complete edition recently. From, I can't remember where the hell I got it from, but it just nice, appeared in nice. my in my store, and so it's got the DLC with it. So I'm going to go through uh, the entire game before February. It's crazy, too, because people are asking me, like, hey, Joel, what do you want for Christmas? You know, usually you always want a game or something. I'm like, yeah, but I don't have the next console. I, I could play Resident Evil 8, but I don't want to play it on an old gen. I could play Far Cry, but I don't want to play the old gen version. I want to play the new gen version. <laughs> also, I, another one there, it, it wasn't next gen, but uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon was another one. I was like, oh, I'll just play it on the next gen. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, a lot of these games have, like, uh, free next-gen updates, which is really oh, good. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Oh, Control, there's another one I didn't get to play yet, but oh, I probably should. So good. It looks good. I mean, it's Remedy, same people who did Max Payne. Yeah. Uh, Alrighty, then. So, I guess we can hop over into what we read this week, and oh, my God, was this a fucking week full of annuals, and uh, I didn't read any of them. I pushed them all <laughs> to next week, and I'm like, God damn it. F- full of annuals, most of which were Batman. <laughs> most of which were bad there, were, there was see, like nine batman books or something there's there's no greater way to kill my enthusiasm where it's like ah oh, all annuals and they're all bad it's like look guys i get it i know the holidays <laughs> are coming you couldn't sprinkle these out you had to dump them all at once we'll talk about that because some of them would have actually fared better had they sprinkled them out i bet i can only imagine but uh yeah so amend them before we start I didn't read any annuals because, look, they're not moving any stories forward. Most of these, they're little side stories. I will review them throughout Christmas and the New Year if I need to to help, uh, what is it, fix it up. And, yeah, you know, I, uh, I read some gaps. I read two of them and I plan on reading two more within the next there couple of days. Uh, I guess we can start with a book that uh, I, I, I can't believe came out this week because I've already mostly forgotten it. Uh, Batman Fear State Omega number one Tynan's final Batman story and uh, the big finale of Fear State his event you call it a finale but again it was just more of like okay so where are they now yes and that's like literally all it was one of the most unnecessary where are they nows yeah it again again you could kind of infer where all of these characters were going to head from uh, where they ended in that last issue and all that stuff like obviously miracle molly's going to jail because she yep. still did some bad stuff despite doing yeah. it for the right reasons um, but she got lenient sentence and she's setting up the the insanity collective in prison uh, batman's also not going after them which i think is no. interesting is like they're, they're not bad guys they're not villains yeah I, again all this stuff should have been explored more sure should have should have been explored more uh poison ivy obviously is back to normal so she's sort of there and she makes it clear she's not a hero or a villain she's poison ivy and which is how most fans view her anyway and how we're enjoying her on the harley show so there you go if if nothing else tynan fixed the uh poison ivy problem after tom king broke her (laughs) 
it took a while it finally happened good i guess yeah there there is a bit because you know this this whole thing has like it's a bunch of smaller stories it's almost an anthology because scarecrow is getting taken to the new arkham tower and uh there's a point there where i swear to god Tynan is basically addressing the audience directly mm-hmm. where scarecrow says you know i wanted to move things forward i wanted to evolve the world but now we're stuck going nowhere. You can't reset the clock, yep. and you won't let me move forward. And I'm like, oh, this is just you talking about your time on Batman, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was plainly obvious, blatantly obvious. And now we're all just stuck going nowhere is his line. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, we are stuck going nowhere. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, but but, hey, yeah. but uh, see the the stuff with Batman, uh, just in the Batmobile talking with Jonathan, like that itself probably should have been the event. Well, like not even an event. Like you do Fear State as just a Batman story, yeah. And it could have just been Batman picks up Scarecrow after he you know tried to gas someplace and he drives him to Arkham, and during the drive they have this kind of battle of ideologies where mm-hmm. where uh jonathan thinks he's evolving the city and he's going to change everything but batman won't let him because he's you know stuck in the past and everything yeah. and but then it's revealed that obviously jonathan has never evolved he keeps doing the same thing over and over same again shit. and he's scared of being evolved and changing he's scared of change he's scared yeah. of change. again it's the one again that felt like that's good again that felt like uh tyne and also kind of talking Commenting. to the to, to the uh, audience and kind of putting the audience in as scarecrow as people who don't like change and don't yeah. want things to change you you say you want change you say you want batman evolved and moved into the future but anytime anyone changes even the smallest yeah. minute detail y'all throw a fucking piss fit so yeah. i can't win as a writer nor can i serve editorial so fuck it i'm off to Substack. <laughs> That, that was my joke in my video i'm like ah yes yeah, so batman is taking uh what is it uh uh scarecrow off to the new arkham tower because you know he can't take him off to Substack where he wants to go <laughs> so yeah we get little snapshots of everything like you said we see miracle molly going to jail batman doesn't think they're necessarily evil which is kind of cool for this story that batman doesn't paint everyone with the same brush no no yeah I, again he he mentions in the book like he's seen through his old ways and yeah. and seen that like yeah sometimes he was right sometimes he's wrong he's lost battles he's won battles and he knows that the future is coming and he can't do anything to stop it so he's kind of just let it take taken him we circle back to Clown Hunter, which I actually like, because yeah, where the fuck was Clown Hunter during any of this? They made uh, he, a big he deal got he him. got a secret files tie in where apparently he oh, helped the yeah. the ba- I didn't read any of the secret files Neither books because no. And he point. had a backup story. That's right, he had a backup. Yeah. He had a backup story, and uh, the the whole idea there is Scarecrow being like, oh, there's a whole you know generation of darker, angrier superheroes being born, Batman, and they don't respect you. They don't respect authority. What are you gonna do about it? And Batman's like, it doesn't bother me because they they want to be heroes. Their hearts are in the right place. Mm-hmm. They don't have to salute me. They don't have to whatever. It's just you know I I know their hearts are good and they'll make the right choices. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can't be the friend or mentor that Clown Hunter needs. Oh, but my buddy uh, Ghostmaker sure can. Yeah, I guess Ghostmaker's going to be sticking around, maybe. <laughs> no, Ma- no, I don't Ma- think any of these characters I, are going to be sticking around. I want Ghostmaker to stick around. He's 
great character. I really like him. He's a lot of fun. I, I bet you I bet you five whole dollary dues that all of these characters, Miracle Molly, the gardener, uh, friggin' Peacekeeper one, Simon Saint, uh, they're going to get buried by out of spite. <laughs> they're they're, they're going to get spite buried by DC editorial. They're going to be yeah, like, you know, fuck yeah. that Tynan guy. He left us for big money and more creative control. He's, he's fucking dead to us. He turned against the family. <laughs> that's, that's true. And it's, it's even more funnier with like how Tynan leaves a lot of them. Like he leaves Peacemaker. Peacemaker escapes into the city yep. and is like trying, still trying to like hunt Batman and makes gotham safe and whatnot and i'll be back is basically what he said i'm like no you i bet you a hundred dollars you won't be back you won't be back until you know tynan either comes back to the book or you won't be back until it's like you know 20 years later and another young writer picks up and it's like oh i like those stories yeah yeah that's the only time we're gonna see you again uh but yeah so batman and scarecrow have their little war of words and we get taken to the new arkham tower because it's not arkham asylum anymore that place blew up yeah it's a a tower which we like i'm going to assume like bruce had a hand in something with this i we're seeing it in the detective comics back up and it sounds more like a nakano thing but also maybe hugo strange is involved Ugh. too if you read the harley book it's a whole fucking see, see I'm, I'm behind on a detective by two issues and it's annual as well so yeah, it's, it's a lot of shit going on, but none of that matters because, you know, the big thing is that, oh, there's a new head of Arkham now. There's a new sheriff in town, and her name is Dr. Chase Meridian. Yeah, is this her first time in the comics? I'm sure she's yes, been in Yes, it the... is. Really? Yeah, I'm, I was yes. sure she was in the comics beforehand. Nope, she's an original movie character, wow. and this is her big debut in canon, the Nicole Kidman character. Wow, Holy 20 shit. odd years later, Jesus. Holy shit. Which even then, that's kind of a wink and a nudge, like, hey, Tyne, what are you going to do with your last couple pages on this? I'm going to make Chase Meridian a canon character. <laughs> you can't stop me, na-na-na-na-na-na, I'm already out the door. <laughs> And that's just a thing now. Again, I, I, I imagine we'll probably see more of Chase Meridian because she's a movie character, and mm-hmm. it's just so fucking hilarious that yeah. they took a goddamn Schumacher Batman character and canonized yeah. her. That's, it's pretty great. It's pretty. I, I was I, for I, sure I, thought she had been in a book somewhere, uh, like in that 20-odd years since the movie. You'd certainly think. I do enjoy the implication, though, and that is Batman essentially saying, yeah, of course Arkham fails guys like the Scarecrow all the time. Because Jeremiah Arkham and Amadeus Arkham are fucking crazy and bad dudes. What if we actually get, like, a woman who knows what she's doing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Who's not crazy or evil yet. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see if that actually ends up going anywhere, though. (laughs) I I guess we will see. Again, it it feels like, you know, is Arkham Tower going to be something important, or is this just one of those small little minute changes in the background, like change for change sake? Well, see, I would have liked it if, like, because Tynan obviously begun his run with that whole, like, Bruce Wayne. He was, like, redeveloping yeah, like yeah. big part of the city i would have really loved if if, if it t- he brought it kind of full circle and like that building that like the the construction was halted on because of all that stuff like bruce losing his mm. money and stuff that became arkham tower and it was because of bruce and it was like kind of him fulfilling that that need to help oh, the yeah, city sort of dream thing. yeah 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 that kind of went nowhere you're right no, and and same with him getting his money back i guess that's not happening yeah is he still broke because he picks him up in like a batmobile that seems pretty high yeah. tech yeah and in the nightwing uh 
in the Nightwing book, there's like the Batcave is still active and there's like Batmobiles and stuff there. But in the Tynan book, it made it seem like he had like one specific Batmobile and yeah. couldn't use anything else or anything. Well, we've already forgot about that. Apparently, <laughs> he got his money back. He got it from Substack. You know, he <laughs> he, he invested <laughs> yeah. in Substack. Yeah, Batman started a whole new newsletter on Substack and he's making a bunch of money. <laughs> Look, I'm glad it was Substack and not NFTs. Like, that's the yeah, thing in the yeah. Joshua Williamson book. Batman turns around like, and I became rich again by my own hand, selling bat-themed to, NFT. <laughs> to, 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 to be fair, that would be something that I could see Bruce Wayne doing just to, like, keep up the guise of, people. like, a shitty billionaire. Yeah, I like that a lot. Bruce, and I'm also going to space. <laughs> that's also a new thing I'm doing. <laughs> the worst thing about this, too, is that, like, they're not going to waste any time between this and the Williamson run starting. So this is ended and you get zero time to breathe because we're no. already on to the next fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they Which, want you to forget about this so quickly. They really, really do. It's basically exactly what they did with Spider-Man when Spencer was yep. done his yep. run. Nope. Don't wait. We're starting it next week. Yep. <laughs> that didn't happen. Nothing happened. Nothing is important. Move on. <laughs> we're all going to die. Heat death of the universe. <laughs> But yeah, I would call this an unnecessary finale to an unnecessary event and a black eye on a creator who we know can do so much better and yep. is so much better. Yeah, yeah. At least it's over. At least Joker's good. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, well, well. Speaking of that, um, we obviously got the Batman annual this this week as well, as well as uh, that Fear State Omega book. Uh, and the Batman annual was again by James Tynan, and it was the finale of his Ghostmaker story, which has been which the backup. Which feels like such a fucking troll in yeah. and of itself, we doesn't it? Hey, and your Batman finale is my original character yeah. as well in the annual. <laughs> Fuck you. I have to. I have to feel like like this was meant to be like a uh, like it was a good story. I'll get into it in a minute, but I feel like it was meant to be part of a backup that got shoved into an annual because they didn't have anything to put into an annual probably that's what it feels like yeah and i like, oh, would just put it in the batman annual because we've got the fear state omega book coming out we can't and, have that being the annual you know yeah and because tynan's already done so we might as well just yeah. let him finish off his Ghostmaker story the, here the problem is that this Ghostmaker story the last part before this finale was two months ago yeah, I was going to say, I thought we were done the Ghostmaker storyline. I guess not. Yeah, so, like, in the interim, they should have released this this, uh, this uh, annual. They should have released it, like, a couple of weeks ago, where it was a bit yeah. closer to the actual ending of the story. But, yeah, no, the story ends with uh, this Ghostmaker telling his story of Devil Skull Island to Batman as they hunt Firefly. Oh. And um, we learn he fights his way up the tower and defeats all the villains and he confronts Madame Midas and uh, ends up beating her. But Batman begins questioning. It's like, why did you go after this uh, this criminal syndicate for like all these years? Why were you so focused on all of this sort of stuff? And we find out, we get a little bit of backstory on uh, Ghostmaker, whose name is Koa. Um, oh. And we learn that as a child, his parents owned like a shipping company and uh, they were... Hostily taken over by Master Midas, uh, Madame mm. Midas's father, and um, 
ever since then he's this is this is like his you know crime alley death in the family right. sort of thing. Uh, where, like, where like his his parents were like abused by this crime lord and forced into this uh partnership and he hated seeing his parents put down by people who uh were like richer and wealthier and more powerful mm-hmm. and, and he specifically hated madame midas because uh when she was a young girl they actually met and she's like oh we'll never remember your parents or you because we're so rich and powerful you're so insignificant you don't even own these ships or anything like why do right. we care what you do and everything so he spent his entire life becoming Ghostmaker to deal with this one woman and he ends up killing her and uh batman makes it seem like he doesn't think he killed him and i kind of hoped that they would have done the whole thing where like there was none of that backstory and mm. and ghostmaker because all through ghostmaker's story he's been uh going on about he does this for the thrill and and the artistry mm. and all that stuff and i kind of wish they had stuck with that and that yeah. there was no backstory and it's like he just does it just because it's fucking cool again that yeah. would that would make him the more more of an antithesis of batman than he already it's is true I agree. That's why I like the character when it started. What you told me by giving him a reason and a name that feels a little undercutty, doesn't yeah. it? It makes him just Batman. You, you know what I think that is? Maybe that's tying in also on his way out the door being like, look, if this character is popular and sticks around, someone else is going to ride him and they're probably going to give him a reason and a name and undercut it. So yeah. fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. That's true. That's true. That's true. But. No- y- but yeah, it, it, it was pretty good except for that predictable thing. I just loved, loved, loved how much it uh, took inspiration from like anime, oh, like like uh, it looked like it like a manga. Sure, sure did. There's a lot of manga love going on at DC right now, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So there, that 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 was that annual. All right, but not what you wanted it to be, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what was pretty solid though this week? Amazing Spider-Man number eighty. Oh boy, was it ever! I caught up to this issue. Yes, I saw you did. So this is the big finale of this new Craven arc. I say finale, even though it's only been two issues. But that's one of the best things about this new era in Spider-Man. All the arcs are nice and short and direct and to the point. Yeah, we got Kelly Thompson and Jed McKay and Cody Ziegler all telling like quick two-part stories, or in mm-hmm. Jed McKay's case, all the tie-ins. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just love that it's all just like quick two-part stories that are kind of connected to the overarching beyond story. Yeah. Uh, you can kind of read them, like uh, just pick up wherever you want, really, just because it's yeah, like absolutely. it's Spider-Man fighting Craven, Spider-Man fighting Morbius, all this sort of stuff. The barrier for entry is nice and low, which I appreciate. Uh, in the last issue, we saw Spider-Man, you know, uh, attend to a call. Uh, someone, uh, a big board director for Beyond, was getting attacked. And uh, he discovers that Craven is there, and he gets drugged. And despite all the amazing technological advancements Beyond has made to his suit, Ben still gets totally high as a kite. (laughs) (laughs) Just totally trips balls. And actually, hey, we see a fun recurring image there, you know, in Ben's nightmare where he sees himself as, you know, being less than Peter, being a pale imitation of Peter. We see a bunch of, you know, the important people in Ben slash Peter's lives with, like, those horrifying sunken faces like we saw with Uncle Ben in Mm -hmm. the first part of this story. Yes. I wonder, is that connected or just a fun bit of, you know, visual cohesion? I'm going to say it's connected some way. Yeah. And, I mean, that's basically what this story is all about, you know, Ben coming to terms with the fact that he's not peter that he's not that kind of spider-man that he'll never be that kind of spider-man and if he keeps you know trying to hold himself 
to you know peter's example he's gonna drive himself crazy and also probably get killed by one of these villains too yeah yeah but i i also like what they do with craven here where like he's 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 trying to hunt spider-man but like he's like craven's also kind of disappointed in the hero that he's become sort of this corporate lapdog and he's trying to help him in a fucked up yeah yeah he's trying to like free him from his corporate leash and everything and i I like how he does that by trying to like show him that like look they have oil rigs they're like destroying nature and man and everything Mm -hmm. and ben's like yeah ben's like perfect fence sitter he's like yeah everyone's bad you know everyone does bad stuff it's corporate america yeah sure they poison the planet a little bit but they made a hangover pill that cures this poisoning <laughs> that wasn't meant to be used as a hangover pill no yeah yeah it's it's the most cohesive craven has been in a very long time and i appreciate that whereas like you know you you spider-man are my greatest enemy but if you are a weak pampered decadent corporate shill then what does that make me yeah i like that it, yeah it reflects on his professional uh life and everything i like that i thought that was pretty cool he takes it as an insult and everything and also in classic craven fashion oh no you've got me time to commit suicide again <laughs> I don't think he's actually dead, but I do love the idea that when Craven's back is against the wall, he'll blow himself up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll hunt himself. <laughs> he'll hunt himself, the deadliest game myself. Uh, we also see Ben kind of grow a little closer with Marcus, his handler, in this issue, where before it was kind of more of a professional thing, but now, like, Ben actually goes to bat for him and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that they, they, they're building a rapport and kind of getting to know each other and know like like marcus is getting to know that like every now and then ben's gonna go off grid and had to kind of trust him and everything and and all that sort of stuff janie had a great moment in this too because she had her first taste of what mj goes through where it's like oh no my superhero boyfriend didn't come home last night and people aren't telling me anything and she uses the fact that she's been to prison to her advantage where it's like (laughs) look marcus i've been to jail i'm not afraid to go back so you better tell me right now or they will bury you under the prison (laughs) i've shivved people in the showers for less (laughs) and i'll do it again Janie's I hope we get more of that it's like no 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 I'm I'm not Mary Jane I just don't sit around and worry I get out there and I get shaky she she's a nice um uh sort of parallel to uh Aunt May in the in, in the book where because uh, we got a little bit of Aunt May in the, at the end of this issue with Aunt May sort of again abusing that doctor and be like why yeah. isn't why isn't Peter cancer free <laughs> like why why haven't you cured cancer yet get on it and uh, in her desperation uh, aunt may turns to a man that maybe she doesn't fully understand or maybe she does dr octopus so you were right matt when you said wouldn't it be fun if she goes to doc Ock? <laughs> yeah and I, I like that they also like they, they're not but i like that the uh, the writer made the illusion that like hey they once like dated and almost married and all that sort of stuff uh, a fan in the comment section brought up an excellent point. They're like, what is even their relationship anymore? Is it two former lovers or is it still kind of like that? Oh, you were like my aunt for a bit when I was superior. I don't think he remembers the good parts of it, though, and that's the problem. Yeah, I think he's kind of he just sees it again like uh, um, again, like they, they used to date and everything. He doesn't really understand all the superior Spider-Man stuff that happened. Yeah that guy didn't get the full lessons and everything yeah so that's a thing yeah but yeah cool issue fun stuff i liked it yeah it was, it was pretty good 
Yeah, I liked it a whole lot there, and I'm interested to see what the next arc holds. Mm -hmm. We're also be getting going to be getting some Miles connective tissue too, because he's getting a special point beyond issue as well as they deal with the fact that he's operating as the Spider-Man of Brooklyn and Maxine Danger and Beyond don't like that because they think he's horning in on their copyright. Yeah, yeah, I, I love the idea that Spider-Man or Miles Morales is going to have to be dealing with, like, copyright lawyers and copyright yeah. infringement. That's pretty fun. Yeah, geez, here's uh, hoping, you know, he gets a good lawyer. Here's hoping She-Hulk or uh, Daredevil comes to his side and helps him out on this one. <laughs> Also, hey, the chat uh, is bringing it up here, and I just had to go to Twitter there. Apparently, speaking of Daredevil, Kevin Feige has officially confirmed Charlie Cox as the MCU's Daredevil, yeah. even though it's probably been like one of the worst kept secrets. Worst kept secret. I've seen pictures of him on the set. So. Uh, I, I have. I didn't want to see them, but I ended up seeing them. Hey. <laughs> That's good. Also, that, and if you watched Hawkeye this week, they basically all but confirmed, yes, D'Onofrio was Kingpin again. Yeah, oh, yeah, and I think we're getting him in episode four. Yeah. Hey, my uncle, here's a big hand from a big guy <laughs> in a black suit, and his font in the subtitles is different than everyone else's. Here's a laugh that sounds exactly like D'Onofrio. <laughs> how about that? Also, how about that Hawkeye episode? Uh, now Echo's father, instead of being part of some unrelated gang, was actually a tracksuit mafia guy. Huh. I guess they had to sort of change it up just to give it a bit more weight in the story. and I, I don't mind it. No, I don't mind it either. It makes sense. Also, they did the important thing. They did the bloody hand thing. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine we'll see more of that sort of stuff expanded upon in her series. Yes, which I love in that episode. It's like, hey, now watch the Echo mini movie, everyone, in this episode Ooh. because she's getting a spinoff. I love because uh, Alakwa Cox is also deaf and she's an amputee that they kept her uh, prosthetic leg as part of the character. I thought that was pretty cool. And I like that she it uses it as a weapon. I love that too. I'm like, ooh, they set it up. That means she's gonna use it in the fight later, and she did, and it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Also, that whole episode, the action scenes were fucking dope. I love getting to see all the fun trick arrows. They were great, especially the Pim arrow. That was great. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm all about that shit. That was good. I loved it, and then my heart broke a little because I'm like, I'll never see this with Green Arrow. <laughs> eh, you, you might. You never know. You never know. Uh, stranger things have happened yeah it was so good i know right <laughs> it was so good i loved it so much uh now what else you want to talk about matt uh well we had the second part of the war world saga in action comics issue 1037 yes that's right phil kennedy johnson continues to turn up the heat in what is becoming honestly one of the most interesting superman stories i've read in a while in fact I'll, I'll come out and say it 2021 uh the superman family of books were better than the batman books oh absolutely they absolutely were without a doubt i don't think anyone will say that in their end of the year wrap-ups but fuck it the comic multiverse is saying it here <laughs> loud for people in the back to hear superman was better than batman in 2021. way more consistent way more definitely consistent. Across all the different books, action Superman was just better. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this issue was all the action, all the all the 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 opening action of uh, Superman and the Authority fighting uh, Mongol and his uh, champions of War World. All these weirdo creatures that he's uh, gotten hold of. That the uh, unmade the teacher. Yeah, the orphan. The darling. Yeah. yeah, all these great, great, great looking characters and everything, and uh, the Authority proved to be maybe not the best team to be doing this <laughs> they, yeah geez a, apollo is killed maybe it's left maybe possibly I, fucking uh light ray is definitely killed 
oh yeah which is crazy I'm like isn't she brand new and i'm like well yeah that's why she died she's brand new she was <laughs> not ready to go on this mission <laughs> uh, like literally it all starts falling apart and it's like well yeah because they're not really a team they went on one mission before this these are the guys that superman could get slash wanted to redeem because his own team didn't want to go with him yeah not only that but we learn that uh mongol has had a little bit of prep time oh a lot uh we learned that obviously this is this is a mongol who killed his father which we actually saw in the bendis run uh we, we saw that happen in the bendis run uh, and since killing uh his father he's uh like gutted uh war world and all its furnaces that kept the planet running and replaced them with like star forges which feed off red sun radiation so they oh, admit geez, red sun that. red sun radiation so it's again weakening superman he has a kryptonite spear as well as one of the creatures from the breach which actually caused superman to lose his powers and begin dying and get sick and old in the first place i feel so dumb that i didn't catch that in the first issue i thought he was just riding a giant like mm. rancor or yeah. like oh fuck it's one of those creatures from the breach awesome and then we find out that the teacher the bad guy's resident psychic is controlling it from afar and i'm like oh that's clever yeah i i like the idea of the teacher that what was alluded with the teacher in that like maybe he's puppeting uh mongol a little bit or something yeah because they, they they he makes the distinction known that like if it wasn't for him mongol would still be in chains and still be uh, like kind of a shitty villain well i'm assuming teacher means that he was literally mongol's teacher because as he mentions before yeah i i had heard of your weakness kalel mm-hmm. of uh the kryptonite and the teacher told me this mm-hmm. and i was sure to remember it yeah but you also have to wonder is there like some sort of control aspect there Mm. well either way manchester black beat him with a stick which was fucking <laughs> the old ways are the best i love it <laughs> i am a mental giant you cannot attack my brain i am a fifth degree black belt psychic and manchester black's it, like cool big stick i just love it because the villain would have he thinks this like your, your energy beams can't touch me your your superpowers can't touch me but never like once thought to like think about like just a simple like spear <laughs> he's got a board with a nail in it and it's great too because manchester black's still thinking like a villain yeah and being like well you're not there fighting with the other guys which means you're probably weak and only have mental powers going for you yeah you're probably the one sort of puppeteering all of this somehow <laughs> yeah time to kick your ass uh yeah poor freaking apollo gets stabbed which i guess from a story standpoint they needed to do that because apollo is a superman esque mm-hmm. character and you can't have apollo outshine superman in a superman story it also it also kind of makes sense as well because uh obviously midnight is there and he's not happy and that feeds into that midnighter story that was running it in the does, back yeah. because in those stories midnighter was suicidal for some reason we never knew about and now it makes more sense and now it makes more sense i mean i definitely think it's sad that you broke up one of the only prominent gay couples in <laughs> comics by killing one of them but hey in a weird way is isn't that like even more uh, kind of fair and balanced where it's like oh we kill hetero couple spouses all the time oh. and fridge them to try and give them reason to fight yeah i was actually thinking about that because uh like yeah a lot of the times people like i don't know like scared to kill like gay characters or characters of color and stuff like that so few yeah yeah and but here every, everyone's like fair game hey midnighter we're being equally shitty to you and apollo <laughs> and brutalizing you with you know dirty underhanded tricks to make you even crazier and angrier for future stories <laughs> also he's apollo i'm sure he'll fucking come back as don't they yeah, always i'm sure he'll be fine 
uh, yeah, the, the other little side story on top of this is that, like, the United Nations of Planets are, like, kind of debating, like, hey, should we help Superman? Should we maybe send his armies? This could be they're, a great They're watching the pay-per-view, yeah. They're literally watching the pay-per-view. Hey, if we send our guys, we could overthrow them, and it could be a big deal. The galaxy might be safer than it's ever been. And that main alien whose name escapes me at the moment, I'm pretty sure they Th said it, but Th I can't uh, Lord Supervisor Tharos, I think his name yeah. is. Yeah. The, the Lord Supervisor's like, we could do that, but also think of these other contrarian reasons why we shouldn't. <laughs> He's basically, like, obviously he knows the because he was the one who, like, went off on that assistant when they mentioned Thelosians and, yeah. uh, like, something, something fucky's going on. And, yeah, he he's, clearly knows more. He's just making up any excuse under the sun to, like, uh, you know, involved. so it's like, oh, well, if he defeats Superman, then Mongol is stronger than Superman. We don't want to make a villain out of him, you know? yeah really and even in the end when we see when he sees superman get stabbed he's like well that's it you know the eyes have it he's dead he <laughs> killed superman but don't tell earth it's like well we don't know that for sure high lord chesley yeah we do yep yeah, we no, sure no, do no, 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 we're, we're writing it into the uh into the uh archives it, it happened yep nope it happened he died mm -hmm. everyone to turn off the pay-per-view we're done we're done we're done here no don't see how it ends don't see if anyone <laughs> does a run-in <laughs> Which is kind of fun, too, where it's like, ah, see, Superman's big villain isn't just Mongol. It's a whole, like, corrupt intergalactic, you know, uh, tapestry that is working against him for reasons he doesn't even know about. And it's even worse as well because this is a, uh, a galactic uh, unified government that, like, he had a hand in creating. Yes. So I imagine he's not going to be too happy that, like, it's already getting pretty corrupt. Yeah, already, and it hasn't even been around that long. No, no. Uh, Superman's gonna have to clean house when this is all said and done. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of fun. Like this story, very cool. I can't remember the last time Superman had a suitably epic tale like this in his yeah. own solo book. And they're using like uh, an already established character, like with yep. Mongol, and while yeah, peppering in like life. new characters and stuff. Yeah, breathing a lot of fresh life into this series, and I like that a lot. Yeah. This is the sort of thing, like, this would make a good animated movie Ooh, or a good yeah. arc in a Superman TV show. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he had some arcs where he fought Mongol in he the did, animated show. He did, but I don't show. think it was ever like this. No, no, definitely not. Well, I, you know, we're thinking of Justice League when they did the War World story and it was just them, like, riffing on Gladiator. Yeah. Is what they did. But it was still a cool episode, though. Uh, what else did we have this week? Ooh, uh, speaking of Superman, but let's talk about some multiversal Superman. We had Justice League Incarnate this week. Yeah, the uh, Dark Side fought Thanos. He sure did, in a continuation of Infinite Frontier. Like, legitimately such a con uh, continuation of Infinite Frontier. Yeah, it was pretty good, eh? Yeah, I'm all about it. Again, Joshua Williamson has just been killing it this year. Yeah, it, I, I, I loved how much of a uh, continuation it was. Uh, of Absolutely. Infinite Frontier, and because because it picks up pretty much where that book ended. It sure does. We're in Earth Eight, and the Retaliators are told, "Hey, Machine Head, your Iron Man guy got fucking killed." Yeah. <laughs> and that's because he was doing dirty backroom deals with Darkseid <laughs> to try and protect your dimension. Which, hey, surprise of surprise, the Not Avengers actually totally knew about and took a vote on even. Yeah, yeah, I. I... I really like how um, we're getting to see how other Earths are uh, reacting to the multiverse because not all of them knew the multiverse yeah. existed. And the ones that do just fucking hate it just because they do. for the sheer reason that they aren't the main multiverse. They yeah, aren't the main Earth. 
you are not the center of your universe, and that's probably going to fuck you up, which, again, continues the theme started in Infinite Frontier, and that is what happens when all these Earths realize that they're multiple Earths. Yeah, and uh, that, that, that's sort of, like, brought to a head with this new character, Dr. Multiverse, who is kind of like the Captain Universe uh, yeah, sort of ca- sentry sort of character. You know, ha- has, like, cosmic awareness and stuff and uh, is aware of all this stuff. It, her origin, which is kind of briefly, uh, like, touched upon this issue, kind of, like, reminded me of, like, Reed Richards. She's, like, hit by, like, cosmic rays and, yeah. like, and like given superpowers and she can see into multiverses and stuff. She can see the multiverse around people, too. There's a great mm-hmm. scene where she looks at President Superman and can see the other Superman in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool. So you can see a person's, like, you know, ripple effect. Yeah. Though not in herself, though, as she states, no. her and Darkseid are apparently the only two of their kind. Yes. So, uh, the, well, again, yeah, Darkseid, like, absorbed all of the other versions of himself. But then also didn't, because technically Tartarus is a version of him. They, they he calls kind him of, a weak echo. Yeah, technically a version of him. So I, And I've seen, like, art from, like, some of the other books where he's, like, fighting other uh people and it looks like maybe dark side might be fighting other versions of himself or like characters who are meant to be like the dark side stand in right of that thing yeah that'll be interesting to see maybe maybe one cannot absorb all their multiversal constructs because maybe they're always being made yeah yeah or something like that who knows yeah no but it was a it was a fun story we've got avery ho being recruited to the team she's like she was barry allen's backup and it makes sense it would be her and not like wally because wally's you know doesn't want anything to do with the multiverse stuff because Mm -hmm. you know that was his life for the past however many years and jay is old yeah jay is old dealing with probably other stuff wherever uh what's his name uh jeff johns is keeping him in, yeah, in his right. vault <laughs> yeah exactly hey were we supposed to get a jsa book yeah you were huh funny how that never happened <laughs> it also probably helps too that joshua williamson created avery ho yeah over in the flash <laughs> yes. book so he gets to write her again yeah get, getting getting him some use out of her character it's good too because you know every team as we've seen needs a younger person you know to be the pov character especially in this book that is a sequel but is not billed as a sequel you need someone to explain shit to yeah yeah exactly and that that's what this issue is kind of like just setting up everything for like people who may have not read infinite frontier or like can't can't really remember what happened there so they kind of like set it all up for her yeah dark side used barry allen to break the multiverse barry allen disappeared now the good guys are trying to get him back but they also have to stop Darkseid because he wants to open the cracks further and grab the secret power that exists on the outside of worlds, which we know is the Great Darkness from the Great Darkness Saga. The Great Darkness, yeah. I'm interested to see where that story's going. Yeah, same here, especially because, like, Bendis is leading up to a Legion versus Mm -hmm. Justice League story, so I guess the Legion of Superheroes is very important in 2022. Yeah, which that's going to apparently tie into this whole Great uh, Darkness stuff, and I imagine Josh williamson has like a second infinite frontier series whatever that'll be called coming up probably probably. in the summer maybe uh multiverse 2 probably yeah 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 that's true that's probably what they'll call it or the great darkness saga 2 yeah the new darkness saga (laughs) yeah that one's free josh you can have that one also hey legion of superheroes big on young justice season 4 right now so yeah the fucking legion's getting around yeah they're getting pushes 
multimedia, man. Multimedia pushes all over the damn place. Yeah. And you gotta gotta love it. But yeah, that's a just a fun book, like you said, a lot of setup. I would say if you're gonna read this one, read Infinite Frontier first. Yeah, because it yeah, it just acts as like another issue of Infinite Frontier, really. Because it's those same yeah. characters. All, yeah, all they, those same characters. They really, really assume that you read that one. Yeah. Now now I got one more after this, Matt. Like I said, I didn't get a lot done. How many more you got? I think I've got one more as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll let you go. Uh, I had a Nightwing annual. Oh, yes. This looked cool. This was a Dick and Jason team up. Yeah, this is the book that everyone thought when they saw the solicitations, uh, they would uh, ro- abuse uh, Tom Taylor because uh, the preview pages had di- uh, Jason using guns. Oh, um, really? Even though he's not doing yes, that anymore. There's good reason for it. Um, uh-huh. so, so the book starts off with Jason killing a bunch of people and Dick seeing uh, like the, the, the video footage of it because it's all body cam footage because the people he killed turned out to be undercover FBI agents. Mm. Uh, Dick doesn't think it's Jason because of he's changed over the last couple yeah. of years. Um, he's so fighting he, zombies with crowbars so, now. So he decides to go and like check, out, check up on him and catches up to him and believes he didn't do it because jason says he didn't do it uh and uh dick uh, puts on his uh world's greatest detective hat and like <laughs> sort of looks around and like it's like hey okay you didn't do it there's like because the guy uh jason went after shot him and there's no bruise on jason um where the bullet hit him so they end up going look for the bullet and they take the bullet to the bat cave and it lets them sort of rebond as brothers and we get to see the first Aww. meeting of dick and jason where um jason was benched uh, as robin and uh, <laughs> batman went off somewhere so alfred ends up calling dick just like hey, just come over just come over for me just come over and he ends up like <laughs> locking them in a room so they can bond a little bit <laughs> oh, um, Batman. and, and it, it, it was actually kind of great because uh, tom taylor kind of explores like the idea of um jason hate kind of knew of dick and kind of hated him before even meeting him because right. uh bruce would always compare him to dick oh, naturally uh, and like always trying to make them competitive and dick even says he he does that just to keep things competitive and keep you on your toes it's really <laughs> shitty of him but that's why he does it um so dick ends up deciding we're, we're gonna go team up and we're gonna like uh, i'm gonna teach you some things about being robin so we get like the nightwing costume with the big collar the best costume oh, uh fun. and and he explains to to jason that like robin has to be the distraction like batman's not mm-hmm. talkative robin is talkative and you've got to be annoying and that's something jason is more than happy to do oh yes yeah and so they end up fighting like a, a kidnapper and jason gets a little heavy-handed with him so dick has to like mm-hmm. sort of tell him hey you've got to stop that we understand i understand like adults abused you but you, you've got to be better than those people mm-hmm. oh um, i like that in the present we learn that it indeed wasn't uh jason who was killing these people it was preston Payne, the clayface mm. Uh, who, oh, nice callback! I love they brought back every Clayface now, except for Basil. Except Carlisle. for Basil, he's like proper dead. <laughs> I guess so. Well, no, he was alive at the end of that Detective Comics run. He just yeah. went off with Doctor that's Victoria true. October and after saw yeah, him again. That's true. Yeah, Jesus, that's a while ago. <laughs> Last again, truly great tie in Batman run there. I wonder if the reason no one has used that Clayface again is out of respect for him. But yeah, maybe now that he's gone, just because it was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
um so yeah we uh, the 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 um the the bat family the uh dick and and uh jason get get mr freezer's cold gun from the bat uh from oh, the bat fuck. cave to like deal with uh, clayface uh, and we find out clayface is still hunting uh the guy he killed men and we learn once mm-hmm. they capture him he's actually hunting this guy because he worked for this guy called wolfgang someone jason actually knows because this guy was a drug dealer who sold a bunch of like like shitty drugs that like like fucked up a lot of people one of those people being jason's mother uh who we know is an addict in the new yeah and um he's been after him for a while and never found him but he like surfaced because he's trying to escape gotham to the maldives so they end up like tracking him to the airport and like they use the batmobile to like ram into his jet and blow it up and everything and just before jason's about to kill him uh dick finds him and calls him robin and that makes him stop and like consider like oh, i'll let the the cops deal with him because that'll be better because that that means you have nothing then right and yeah right. it was like this nice little story of like sort of uh showing us where jason is now as a person you know he's changed he doesn't yeah, use I his like guns that. he uses his crowbar and i like that he yeah. compared using the crowbar to batman facing his fear by being the bat Oh, and and and, oh. and dick made fun of him it's like oh you're gonna start dressing like a crowbar and like like posing like a crowbar and stuff <laughs> in fairness that's more reason than they've given in the task yeah. force z book as to yeah. why he's used i will take that answer yeah it, was, yeah it was thought out and everything yeah and and on top of that it was just like a nice little adventure between like these two brothers yeah sounds fun sounds like something i would really dig i will have to go read that yeah I like that one a lot. Uh, last one I had this week. Again, it's uh, not Batman, but it's in very similar ballpark. Uh, Daredevil 36, the big prelude to Devil's Reign. I might have to read this if it's the prelude to Devil's Reign. Oh, oh, you will. A okay. lot of very, very important shit happens. In okay, this. I'm going. I'm going to go read that. Okay, but, but the long and short of it is Daredevil got out of jail at the end of the previous issue <laughs> to go fight Bullseye and his clones. Yep. This ended up causing a lot of friction with the police, though, because they're like, well, shit, we don't care if, uh, you know, why you broke out of prison, but you broke out and you're making us all look stupid. <laughs> and the superhero community actually backed Daredevil and protected him from the cops and protected him from getting arrested. And, of course, because this is 2021, everyone was filming it with their phones, and this has gone completely viral now. <laughs> And people like Reed Richards are terrified because they think that this is going to, you know, you know, start like a mini war between the NYPD and the superheroes of New York. And that this, you know, he, he says, you know, this reminds me of the old Superhuman Registration Act is what uh, this reminds me of. Okay. You know, a bunch of lines have been crossed in a lot of sand and I don't know if we can go back from it shockingly though daredevil now that he's out of jail has completely changed the way he fights crime has completely changed his approach mm-hmm. he uh, runs into a couple convenience store bandits and instead of beating the shit out of them the way he normally would he says hey guys how about you give the money back and how about you call someone who you love and tell them that you're ready for help i know no one robs a convenience store because you know things are going good in their lives <laughs> And I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. So, you know, Daredevil went to jail for a little bit, and now he completely understands, you know, the other side of life that he never did before. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. It is, and they contrast this with Elektra, who's like, you know, I only became Daredevil because I wanted you to marry me so he could defeat the Hand and, you know, live out this prophecy and everything. 
but I got to be you for a bit. I was Daredevil. I was in your head. I understand what it means to be a hero now. I have seen the other side of life, and I want to change now the way I do things. Nice. So they both had to go on these separate journeys to come together, and uh, yeah. Matt Matt has to like really show this you know, in his action. He's like, okay, so I'm certain that Kingpin had something to do with this bullseye situation, but he's getting married to Typhoid Mary. I'm going to, like, go to his wedding and, like, try and put the fear into him. And he thinks, like, oh, is this where they're finally going to fight? But no, Matt says, look, you know, we keep ruining our each other's lives, Fisk. We keep tearing each other down. We keep doing the worst things possible to each other. You know, beating you could never defeat you for long, but I'm hoping happiness in marriage will. So I, you know... <laughs> I, I wish you and Mary all the love in the world. <laughs> and he leaves it at that. And it's like, oh, wow, how sweet and interesting is that? Electra says, that, meh, you know, I bet they won't last more than a couple months. <laughs> and eventually this comes back to something from the Soul Run, actually, is where this all ends up coming okay. full okay. circle and setting up Devil's Reign. Uh, Mary and Kingpin go to their summer house, right, to have the honeymoon. Yeah. And it's in the summer house we'd see that Fisk keeps, like, all of his most important, like, files and blackmail information and everything. And he's getting nostalgic because he's like, oh, I guess I can start getting rid of some of this because I'm getting married. I don't need it anymore, right? Mm -hmm. He finds the Murdoch papers. Ooh. Which, of course, was the thing that let Kingpin know who yep. Matt Murdock was and kicked that all up. Yep. He opens it up. He looks inside it, and he doesn't see anything okay. because the purple children are oh, the shit. ones who yeah. put – Yeah, the purple children from yeah. all the way back in the soul run put the genie back in the bottle, and Matt even reiterates in this issue, you know, if if you could see – you know, if you saw my face, if you saw like a, like a paper headline, you know, Matt Murdock is Daredevil, you'd see nothing. Mm -hmm. is what it was you would see nothing at all because it plays a trick on the brain kingpin sees this and loses his fucking mind he just cannot take this mystery <laughs> oh, no he's like why do i have a file that has daredevil on it but blank papers <laughs> why so he's gonna ruin his whole marriage and probably the entire city because of this god damn it <laughs> Yeah, this is this is the thing. This is the smoking gun, and I'm like, that's so fucking cool. That's so good. Oh. That's so cool and ties together several different runs. That's amazing. Oh, they also, uh, what is it, uh, give the answer as to why Elektra was able to remember that Daredevil was Matt Murdock, because she okay. did, even though she wasn't supposed to. And the answer she gives is like, well, because I died, that's why. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's like a reset sort of thing. Yeah, I died and came back to life, and it was kind of a hard reset. And I'm like, ooh, that's that's a very interesting rule to throw down there. Does that mean that happens for everyone? Do, do you do you reckon that like uh, Kingpin is going to find out about that and like try and die to come back? Maybe and just 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 to find out who Daredevil is. I think anything could happen. I think all bets are off right oh, now. Oh man. Oh. Uh, I'm go I'm going I'm going to read that one tonight and get because Devil's Reign start does it start this week or next week? It starts very soon. It yeah. starts in December. If not this week, then next week. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a super strong issue that sets the groundwork for what I hope will be a truly awesome event. And oh, thank you, uh, David, for the bits there I just saw. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it, it sets a hell of a groundwork for this thing. I'm like, wait, is this going to be good? Is this going to be a good Daredevil event? <laughs> well, well, what's happening? <laughs> is this going to be the thing we didn't get? And it's brilliant, too, because it's just Chip Zdarsky being like, yeah, all these ideas I've been playing with in Daredevil, 
now I'm just going to expand to the rest of the Marvel Universe. Now everyone kind of gets yeah. to play in this headspace. Yeah, it, perfect timing as well, because obviously he's coming back in Spider-Man and probably uh, somewhere else as well. So probably. yeah, Hot damn. Yeah. I, I'm, exci- I'm excited for that. I don't care if there's so many tie-ins and stuff. It just looks so good. And a lot of the tie-ins look really good. Yeah, and I want to yeah. read a lot of the tie-ins. I don't know if I'll be able to with everything else, because, again, there's so much shit I just haven't been able to cover. But I want to cover as many of those as I can. Yeah. Oh, man. So excited yeah. for that. Now, so good. Now, I actually did have one more book, and I forgot about it, which should tell you all about like what I thought <laughs> about the book. Uh, and that was the fourth issue of Trial of Magneto oh yeah that came out this week too that yeah. got pushed all the way back into my thing that's that's yeah. unfortunate yeah no yeah well again it's not about magneto anymore it's about goddamn uh scarlet witch and right. uh man talk about a convoluted mess yeah that even the issue before this you and i kind of stopped enjoying it as much because it's like oh hey that what she's back now but you're all being really weird and mean to her and acting like yeah. you never dealt with wanda before yeah that basically happens this issue we um oh that's bad uh we like obviously she's back she doesn't really remember like anything except like her own name and she's she starts to feel her magic again come back um and uh because she's back uh people start questioning like the investigation into her death mm. and and wiccan and speed will basically say like hey so like she was strangled by something using supernatural magnetism that doesn't necessarily mean it was magneto there's like metals out there that when they interact with magic they could like uh like do it themselves like enchanted uru right, right. so you need to go back through your investigation and and like cross off all these people oh yeah magneto's not even in this issue um oh, oh he's in he's in one panel one panel where ah, he hugs okay. wonder um but yeah he's not even in a speaking role in this issue and the book's called trial of magneto that's a bit of a bummer also yeah. I, I don't think we're gonna get this trial of magneto <laughs> <laughs> um so they they have to go back through and like sort out like okay so who are the people who have access to magic and do magnetism mm-hmm. you know has this grudge and everything but before they can do those those kaiju come back um yeah uh, in that last issue obviously there was that wanda who was in that strange place fighting old wanda we learned that place is called the eldritch orchard which is never explained i don't know whether that's an actual thing but it's never actually explained but what we learn is is that that old wanda wants the younger wanda to stop uh beating herself up and blaming herself for what happened in all of these terrible events in her life even though she is to blame for those events because she did stuff like m day and all that sort of stuff right she did those sorts of things um and the kaiju are like manifestations of her guilt and sins and whatnot Mm. and yeah so she to stop them, which we already basically thought so they're yeah. only confirming what we knew uh so uh to stop them she has to sort of give in and sort of accept that like she did these things and uh stop beating herself up and in doing so the old wonder the wonder that was also in that elder orchard and the alive wonder all sort of come together as like mm. the normal wonder as ultimate wanda i am all wandas at once um there's a great line where like um 
no one can could have seen could see these wonders at the beginning but except for wonder so she's like screaming at them and like people think she's fucking crazy what the fuck's going on here and like her son's like wiccan gives off this really great thing it's like it's like i've spent my entire life like coming to bat for you and telling people mm. you aren't as bad as they say they are you know you've taught me all this sort of stuff but you are you you keep blaming yourself for all these things like it's, like it's always the same thing but then at the end of the issue he just goes back to doing that and they're like it's not her fault don't worry it's not her fault but yeah once all the wonders are back and she remembers like her sons and vision and and right she might be magneto's daughter now again again we're not like, sure because she hugs him like like father daughter sort right. of thing um but then yeah all the all the uh all the mutants on krakoa immediately turn on her and be like we want an explanation of what the fuck was going on so like the event the end of the story one more issue okay i so, was gonna say I'm like i really hope yeah, they don't end it here yeah. so so the avengers and like scott and like a couple of mutants come to defend her and she ends the issue by saying she knows who killed her so this last issue is just gonna reveal uh, who it's like does it even matter now yeah, this does seem like a bit of a mess. This seems like this started with all the potential in the world as a fun yeah. mystery story about Magneto and yeah. his own guilt and people not trusting him. And now it sounds like it's become every Scarlet Witch story yeah. ever told. Why didn't they just call it a Scarlet Witch story? Because, like, and because I was thinking about this, because this started, you know, just after WandaVision was super popular, Wanda's yeah. going to be in Doctor Strange. Why would this not a Wanda story? Well, don't forget, this was also supposed to be an X-Factor story. This was the last X-Factor story that was so important, even after the book was cancelled, they told it anyway. Yeah, and it really isn't that important. Like, who gives no, a shit? Who being... killed Wanda? She's alive now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, now that you've told me, which is a shame, because I thought it was going to matter. The yeah. first two issues of this were yeah. so solid, yeah. where it looked like they were going to tell an interesting story about, you know, how do you do a murder mystery in a world of resurrection, but it sounds like they really dropped the ball in the latter half. Yeah, yeah they had, like, all this really interesting stuff where, like, oh, the, like, the, the psychics, like, when Wando came back, they only put all the bad stuff in her head, and... Like all the like all like the evil shit she did with like M Day and all that no more mutant stuff. They only put that in her head and nothing else and she can't remember her children and and everyone thinks it's Magneto, but they're ignoring like the several other mutants yeah. who very easily could have done yeah, this. Yeah, just because he was once evil and you know all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it... and also like maybe he's going to take the fall for someone else because mm -hmm. he thinks it's important or making a moral stamp. But it sounds like we don't get any of yeah. that anymore. Yeah, tie... this was like the big like uh, tie-in at the end of Hellfire Gala. This is why the gala was like cancelled because they found uh... fucking Wanda dead and whatnot. And... Yeah. Sounds like this story got less important as time went on. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real shame. That's really unfortunate. Yeah. Hell, at least, at least like, this is kind of like the first real stinker in uh, the X Men, the Hickman era X Men books. I guess. Well, Fallen Angels, but Fallen Angels didn't it, last very long. That wasn't long. really a stinker, though. That was just like, no, why? No, it just wasn't as good that as was the just, other stuff. Yeah, that was just like, why does this exist? And even then, that one kind of crashing and burning gave us Hellions, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it works out. You know, well, here's hoping something good comes of this, too. Maybe they'll spin it off. Maybe Scarlet Witch will join Excalibur, or, like, maybe they'll yeah. have something good well, going on. Well, then, even then, like, is she now a mutant? Because she was technically reborn on Krakoa through Cerebro and all that. So does that mean she's a mutant now, you know? Your guess is as good as mine. I guess we'll have to read the last issue and find out. <laughs> That's even if it tells you. <laughs> If it even tell, which it might not at this point. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, then. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for another episode. We're so glad uh, you all came. We hope you had a lot of fun. Thank you, everyone, for your donations there. It really helps keep us going. Again, if you want to get a super awesome deal on Esker Wallets, they will be continuing to sponsor us all throughout the December season. Be sure to go down to the comment section below. Uh, in the description, I will link you to what you need. Uh, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this back first before anyone else in visual and audio format. Everyone else, the show goes live Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, you can pick it up while you go buy all your digital comics or I guess, you know, listen to it while you go to the store if that's a thing you do. That's why I put it up on that day in case you wonder. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, audio versions also on SoundCloud, uh, what is it, Apple Podcast, and everything else that I can put it on usually after. You can also find uh, the Retro Video Podcast, Retro Hero Video that we started. Uh, that's a lot of fun. That's a real cool podcast that Matt and I want to keep making more of. You can watch that in video form and also on audio form as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our second episode. We got some stuff cooking for that se do. second episode. It's pretty exciting absolutely be sure to keep your eyes peeled to the comic multiverse going forward i think we'll have one more episode next week and then it's going to be spider-man in our christmas episode yep yep spider-man's so, coming yeah. up so yeah we got lots of good stuff coming down the pipeline for you everyone that i think you're going to enjoy so until next time everyone i've been joel i'm matt and we'll see you again next time everyone Bye bye bye